All right, good evening. Welcome to the Coral Rominger Show. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. Why am I talking about the First Amendment to the United States Constitution? Uh, as some of you are probably aware, we have a little lawsuit going on with Alex Jones, who is a, a widely listened to conspiracy theorist of sorts or alternative news media. Some people think that he's right wing or Republican. Um, I think he's been described actually previously as being on the right, but not really Republican. He's made fun of or poked fun at or implicated Obama, Bush, other Bush, Clinton, and just about everybody in conspiracies. Uh, he's become friendly to Trump, although a lot of people believe that's because Trump actually went on his show and also because he noticed a bump in his sales of his uh, merchandise. But that's besides the point. We're here to talk about the First Amendment. So let's talk about what the First Amendment says. Uh, I've got the actual text here for you guys, and I'll read it to you. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion. That's the religious clause. That's the one that says that the government should not establish a religion. We could talk about that another day because that's a whole topic by itself. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So it can't establish religion or prohibit the free exercise of religion or bridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably to assemble um, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So you're allowed to petition the government. You're allowed to assemble peacefully and protest. You're, the press cannot be restricted, right? Very important. Uh, some of you guys hate the press. If you think the press is the enemy of the people, then you don't believe in the Constitution. Put that one in your in your uh, collective memories for me. Um, but primiting the free exercise thereof of religion or abridging the freedom of speech. Who shall not do this, kids? Who? Who? Oh, look, I underlined it. Maybe that'll help. Who should not do this? Who? Oh, Congress. Wait a minute. Why Congress? Remember, in our system, the most powerful branch is, in fact, the Congress, the legislative branch. The President of the United States has no power unless Congress gives it to him, except very limited what's found in the Constitution. But effectively, right, effectively, aside from administrating government and being the commander in chief of the military, he can't spend money. He can't tax. Only person who can do that is Nancy Pelosi, right, because she's the Speaker of the House and the House controls the ways and means. Origination clause. That's why that vets bill had to go back the other day, not not because of discretionary versus mandatory funding, uh, but due to a, a due to a uh, establishment idea of which house it came out of and a technical defect. Uh, that's also why the Republicans were able to veto uh, uh, knocking insulin down to thirty-five dollars a month today, uh, even though the Dems got everything else they wanted passed. The insulin thing was knocked out because they couldn't override the parliamentarian which requires a sufficient vote of Congress. Um, and while all the Democrats voted one way, and I think seven Republicans voted with uh, the Democrats to reduce the price of insulin, not enough crossed the line to allow that to happen. Um, that's already the fodder for campaign ads. But anyhow, back to Mr. Alex Jones. Uh, he wanted to bring up in his trial, he wanted to, um, uh, how would we say this? He wanted to bring up in his trial the idea that the First Amendment protects him somehow, and somehow the First Amendment's involved in his case. Notice Congress, right? Congress was not involved in his case. What does that mean? 
Well, the First Amendment applies to state and local governments, Carl. So how could you say only Congress? You're right. The Constitution doesn't mean what it says. That's right. The Constitution doesn't mean what it says. It only means what judges say it says. However, and I think you guys will follow because I know you guys love the Second Amendment here, right? Most of the people who listen to my show are dyed-in-the-wool Second Amendment folks, love to carry 15 guns and you know, wander around with them and exercise their rights. The Second Amendment reads the same way. It doesn't apply to the states either. What happened is after the Civil War and the 15th Amendment freeing the slaves, as people continued to not do what they were supposed to do, the 14th Amendment was passed, the due process of law. And we've been, we've, it's been found that the, that has an incorporation of the Bill of Rights, the other amendment, into state and local government. So prior to the 14th Amendment, the First Amendment, that is um, the right of free speech and the assembly and establishment of religion and those things, did not apply to the states, generally speaking. Constitutional rights had to be incorporated through the 14th Amendment. And some of you will say, well, that's just liberal justices doing that. Well, if those crazy liberal justices hadn't done that and, and the current Supreme Court still didn't do that, you couldn't have had the new Second Amendment case that just came out, right? Because the Second Amendment only applied to the state of New York through the 14th Amendment. So I know getting into the weeds, but understand this. Amendments 1 through 10 say what they say, but they really don't have much effect on the states until after slavery is ended, after the Civil War and the 13th and 14th Amendments are passed, and the Supreme Court of the United States then finds that the 14th Amendment necessarily incorporates the due process and equal protections of law, which means that the other 10 amendments basically get shot down to the states. Uh, a little more nuance to it than that, but understand that the First and Second Amendment wouldn't mean but kiss to the states, but for the 14th Amendment. So you go back to the plain language, and you can say, okay, as read in the incorporation doctrine from the 14th Amendment, Congress means basically states, state actors, etc. Alex Jones isn't being sued by a state. There's no law that says what he said is wrong. What happened is um, he told his listeners that Sandy Hook didn't happen. He told his listeners uh, that Sandy Hook was a fake. Do you think Sandy Hook might be fake? Have you ever thought that? Did you think that at any time? Did you ever listen to Alex Jones and say, huh, wow, I think they might have brought in crisis actors. If you go to the wall on my Facebook page, which I encourage you to do, you can see lots of people who actually think that Sandy Hook was faked and other people who think that, well, maybe that one wasn't faked, but they regularly bring in crisis actors. Okay. Um, apparently, there's a whole thing in Hollywood where you can get in, become a crisis actor. I guess you can't put it on your resume. Uh, reminds me of the movie Wag, Wag the Dog. Uh, the girl holding the Doritos, right? And her agent being told, you know, you can't really put this one on your resume or whatever. Um, but apparently there's all these crisis actors running around if you believe the Alex Jones crowd. Well, what Alex Jones told people, and if you read the complaints quite squarely, he said, there, there, there was no, you know, there's a fabrication. These were definitely actors. These kids didn't die. There was never any children. The school had been closed years before. It, it sounded really bizarre to the parents who buried their kids. It sounded really bizarre to the community and the teachers, everybody who was involved in that school. But the world's so big that, well, a lot of you guys sort of accepted that as true. Um, you know, some people still believe Bigfoot's being cited. And there is a penchant to believe conspiracy theories. Some people believe we haven't been to the moon. 
Some people think the earth is flat. I don't know what they think Elon Musk is doing for a living. Um, so the question is, does the First Amendment apply to Alex? Uh, I, got, I got Alex K. Jones on there. I'm not sure if Alex K. Jones is the right guy, right? So let's just fix that. Um, although the K might stand for something because he does see those tendencies, especially early on if you go back and listen to him. By the way, K may be for Koresh because I don't know if you know this or not, but Alex Jones was actually trying to rebuild David Koresh's church back in Austin in the day when they kicked him off the air there. And he claims that that was part of the reason he was kicked off the air. Um, they said advertisers didn't like it, even though he was very popular at the time. So this guy's been in and out of controversy from the very beginning. So does the First Amendment apply to Alex Jones? Absolutely. Congress cannot stop him from broadcasting his show. The government can't shut down based on content, right? They can't just say, hey, what you're saying now. You all agree, right? Because I put a challenge out there the other day. I said, hey, who wants to sign a release? I'm just going to make up some really bad stuff about you. Then I'm going to release it to people. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to release it to the community. So what I want one of you to do, right, is just allow me to say that you're some kind of sicko and you're a bad toucher. And let me get your name out there maybe dox you a little bit, maybe where you work or something or what town you're from, just so everybody's clear. Uh, because as you said, Alex Jones, I'm, I'm speaking directly to some of you. What you said is Alex Jones didn't hurt anybody. He just questioned whether it could have been. But read the allegations that he had admitted. He didn't just question it. He said it repeatedly that it was a fabrication, a hoax. It didn't happen. Okay. So when he did those things, the First Amendment does not protect him from that, just as the First Amendment does not protect you or I from going into a theater and yelling fire, causing a panic. It doesn't allow us to tell someone that we poisoned them, right? Under your guys' theory of free speech, not your guys, I mean, some of you out there are making these arguments, Sandra, uh, Ron, definitely, right? Um, if I told you that I poisoned your food at lunchtime today, You'd be like, well, that's just words. That's not actionable. It's Carl's First Amendment right to say that he poisoned me. Oh, it could cause you great distress and harm. It may even cause you to go get medical tests. And the doctor may say, in order to be safe, let's pump your stomach. But those were just words from Carl. So why are you concerned? Well, the answer is because words can hurt and words can have reputational damage. Words can have emotional damage. Emotional damages are cognizable, meaning collectible in Texas, where this lawsuit is, for defamation. Now, a jury heard the case. A jury decided that they felt, even though they were asking for $150 million, they were only talking like $4 million something. And then they asked for like another $150 million in punitives, and the jury gave them like $41.5 or $40-something you know, million. And of course, some people said, yeah, but nobody's reporting that they're not going to get this money. I think that was Marshall on our Facebook page that said, that, oh, nobody's reporting that he's not going to get this money. Actually, the Texas Supreme Court has been a little ambivalent about whether this cap is constitutional or not. And particularly in this kind of case, um, it raises serious constitutional issues. All the caps, all, all the damage caps have constitutional problems. So that may end up in front of the California, I'm sorry, the Texas Supreme Court. Uh, heaven forbid I confuse Texas and California. Um, that said, Alex Jones is probably going to appeal this verdict. And if the cap is applied and the verdict's knocked down while it's on appeal, the plaintiffs will appeal that. He has a few more trials to go. So does the First Amendment apply to Alex Jones? The answer is yes. Now, I wrote something down here earlier when I was doing my research. Remember, we're studying on the First Amendment here. 
Congress shall make no law. Well, members of Congress can say anything they want because of the debate uh, clause, speech and debate clause. They're, they're immune from lawsuits because they need to be able to speak freely. Same thing with the President of the United States. Uh, so high government actors have immunity. Uh, even when I was a practicing lawyer years ago, I enjoyed some level of immunity. If you came in and told me what happened and I wrote it down and it wasn't true, but I filed it in court on your behalf and you swore it was true, um, as long as I believed you or reasonably could believe you or just thought you could prove what you say, even if it was wrong, I couldn't be sued because I had a level of privilege. So we have privileges against defamation in our society for members of Congress, presidents, um, certain political actors that are figuring out their function. Then for lower level people like lawyers and ministers and clerks in different areas of the government, when they're just doing their job, they enjoy some level of immunity. But when you're a private person attacking another private person, the government is not involved. The government is not involved. So some of you, I think Sandra comes to mind, was like, but they didn't let Mr. Jones apply the defense of the First Amendment and the judge is denying him a fair trial. Okay, the judge is not denying anybody a fair trial. You can't just present all the defenses you think might or might not apply or even ones you definitely know don't apply or if you actually believe one applies but it doesn't apply. You don't get to present it. The defenses you can present have to be reasonably related. So you can't just, uh, let me give you an example. If you have an alibi, you have to tell the government about the alibi ahead of time, right? Oh, you didn't know that? Yes, you do. Otherwise, you can't use that alibi because you have to give them a chance to investigate. You can't surprise them. But there's no burden on me. I can just take the stand and say what I want. No, if you don't give notice of the alibi under the rules, you may not be allowed to do the alibi, except for good cause shown. Like I, I came out of my amnesia coma and remembered where I was that day, and I now have an alibi, and I just figured it out half an hour before trial. Hey, the judge believes me. They're going to maybe continue the trial or allow me to bring it in. Um, but generally speaking, no. But judge, um, I want to run a self-defense scenario, um, but I also want to run a crime of passion scenario against the jury. So what happened is I either killed my wife because she was sleeping with another man, or I killed my wife in self-defense because she came at me when I caught her sleeping with the other man. Um, it can't be both. Self-defense and intentional killing um, for passionate reasons are not the same thing. You've got to pick one. That's black letter law. You can't, if you start to argue one, you don't get to argue the other. In fact, you can't even use a, a voluntary manslaughter defense in Pennsylvania um, in many circumstances unless the judge lets you and the judge feels it's the appropriate case. That's well-settled constitutional law. When you get into the civil arena, um, the statute of limitations on breach of contract is passed. Well, this isn't a contract suit, Mr. Jones. Um, well, the First Amendment applies to my case because it involves speech. And the judge says, uh, look at the blue line on Coral's sheet, sir. You know, she's going to say, Mr. Jones, read that word out loud to me. And, oh, yes, let's remember that the 14th Amendment applies it to all other government actors who would be passing a law. Um, these parents of the dead children, these parents of the dead children did not did not, these parents of the dead children, did not have anything to do with that. That makes sense? Is that making sense to you guys? I hope it is. Um, so if you or I defame somebody, they can sue us.
you can have real consequences. So let me give you a little hypothetical. What if I got on here and I said, hey, there's this guy on my Facebook, blank, and he actually came to see me when I was a lawyer because his nephew told a family member something, you know, that he might have done to his nephew. And, well, you know, he wanted to know what the possible legal consequences were because it had, in fact, happened. Um, but nobody had reported it to the police yet. So he wanted to know what to do if the police did find out about it and how much time he was facing. So if I just picked one of you and, and filled you into that scenario, it would sound pretty believable, right? Because in fact, I met with many people who did those things um, and, and, and who were either charged or uncharged at the time, some of whom eventually were charged, some of whom were not. Uh, that's all privileged, right? But eh, hey, I'm like Alex Jones. I'm just going to, you know, for the sake of ratings, just throw that out there. Um, oh, and there's like two or three I would just love to throw in there just for shits and giggles, right? Uh, but I'm not going to do that, obviously. Because we all know what would happen. That poor person would be contacted by people and everybody would be like, well, hey, good old what's your face. I know Carl probably just made that up because for the last three days he's been saying he's going to make something like that up. But I really would appreciate if you didn't come to my niece's birthday party because of the controversy. And then somebody else would leave him a voicemail and say, you know, you're a scumbag. I hope you die. I'm going to kill you. I, you're, I'm going to out you to your wife, just like they did with um, the Sandy Hook families, okay? Just like they did. This is so easy to understand that it makes me want to pull my hair out. I mean, literally pull it out um, the way some of you are defending Alex Jones. Well, he didn't do anything, or he just questioned it. Just questioned it. That's a famous way. So, so I'm just going to question it. You know, this guy, I can't remember. I think this was the guy who, I'm not sure if it was the guy. I kind of, I'm just trying to remember if it was the guy, but I think it was this guy who came to my office. And I think this is what he said. Um, or actually, how about this? I'll just repeat. This other lawyer, Bob, told me, and I don't know if it's true or not, but Bob told me that so-and-so out there listening right now from my Facebook page, fill in the blank, right? Because I can't get any volunteers, uh, met with him and he confessed to, uh, you know, pedophilia or something. So uh, I'm just going to throw that out there and see if anybody has any information about it or whatnot. You know, it's, it's too clever by half, right? Oh, oh no, he didn't do that. He didn't stay that exactly. Well, he did, but well, for sake of argument, for those of you who want to defend a piece of trash who went after people whose kids were dead, and remember what I asked you? I asked you, did, did you think Sandy Hook might be fake? I know that some of you think it was fake. I know some of you think it could have been fake. I know some of you think that school shootings and everything else is crisis acting. Potomkin villages, right? You be crazy. You are out of your gourd. Come back to earth. Come back to earth. But that's why the Alex Jones audience overlaps so strongly with people who think that uh, there was a big lie or believed a big lie about election fraud, right? Because everything's a conspiracy. It's just, it's just, you know, only ones who know about it and are doing something about it. Um, Alex Jones has taken in hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. So that's the other thing. He's not just a nut, okay? He's not just a nut. He peddled these things for profit. 
So it's one thing if you knock on my door and tell me that Jehovah is the one true God and uh, you want me to read the Watchtower magazine and you try to convert me, right? That's your free speech. It's your practice of your religion. And I might be annoyed and I might be upset that you're bothering me with it. But I might also think, hey, it's interesting. This guy really believes what he's saying. And he seems like a really nice guy. And I can't really hold it against him that he has strong religious beliefs and he wants me to go to heaven too. What a nice guy. He wants me to go to heaven too. Hey, I like it. I like it. I respect it. When someone picks on the parents of dead children, well, how else does this work out? Remember the guy that showed up at Comet Pizza? Because remember, some of you guys also think that Hillary Clinton's in some kind of cabal with the Bushes to sell little children using Comet Pizza down in D.C. Remember this? And so some guy shows up with a gun, his AR-15 or whatever he was carrying, looking to, you know, where are the kids? I, I, I'm here to save the kids. I'm here to save the kids. Speech has action. Um, what is it? Obiter, obiter dictum, right? So, or obiter actum, errata actum. I think it's, I think it's obiter. So calls to action quite often don't move anybody to action, but calls to ideas often move people to action. I believe Judge Learned Hand actually wrote about that at one time. What am I saying? What I'm saying is those of you who say, well, he didn't actually say the magic words. This was fake. Therefore there should be no liability. There's more than one way to scun a cat. And the defamation law walks right around that. So you can say, it's my opinion that Carl's a, you know, fill in the blank, right? But mixed fact and mixed opinion, just saying it's your opinion doesn't make it just opinion. You can cast aspersions and create ideas without literally saying magic words like, I believe for a fact that Carl is. If I just say it's my, my, my well-oiled, my, my power of observation and great opinion making. Uh, point is, it's not this simple and quick. Now, back to, um, back to where was I on this? I think I was on, on, on the concept of the First Amendment, right? Well, where, where does the First Amendment apply to other people besides the government? That's California. So back in the 80s in Prune Tree versus Robbins, okay, some kids wanted to put a desk up to protest against anti-Zionism of the United Nations. And the Prune Yard Mall said, no, you can't be here. The real deal was they didn't want unions soliciting, et cetera, et cetera. And they just didn't want the mall turning into a, a solicitation joint with people setting up desks and tables for all kinds of things, okay? California ruled that their First Amendment their version of the First Amendment gave a positive right, a necessary right of free speech, went up to the United States Supreme Court and they said, yeah, that's the difference. California can add more protection and have a stronger First Amendment because it's a positive right. But the First Amendment is just a restriction on government, not a restriction on other things. And so a private entity may regulate speech with another private entity. Same thing with defamation. Two private entities can sue each other for damages over what they say to each other pretty cleanly. Alex Jones is a public figure, but he's not. So, so as a public figure, um, if I defame him a little bit, his ability to sue me may be diminished a little bit. But if he says stuff about me and I've never, you know, now if I'm Coral Rominger and I'm out here throwing myself on the radio and on the podcast and doing my thing, 
uh, been in the newspaper, represented a high-profile criminal defendant, made myself a, a high-profile criminal defendant. I've sort of put myself into the public light in a lot of different ways. So there's some nuance to this, okay? The law recognizes, you know, that harm comes in degrees. So one way lawyers like to explain this is if you're representing a woman whose face gets cut and she was a model, her damages would be great, right? But, you know, a couple of those character actors from the movies, a couple of the guys particularly with the pockmarked, scarred faces who always play like the banditos or or the mafia guy or, or the strong guy, you know, who looks like he just came out of a combat zone. If you cut his face, your people could argue, actually say, not only was he not damaged, but he probably is enhanced by this. And so his measure of damages, the pain and suffering would be there, right? But the disfigurement wouldn't matter to him. Plus, if you already have 10 facial scars, what's one more facial scar? So law is a question of, of measuring damages, a question of differences. So if Alex Jones defamed me, I, I might not even be able to sue him because I'm quasi-public enough in the sense of what I've done in my life. Um, I still think, depending on what kind of falsehood he brought, I may be able to get over that, that hurdle. But if you're just the parent of a dead kid, and the only way you got involved with the public was because, well, some whack job shot his mom, took his gun to school, and shot a bunch of little kids at Sandy Hook Elementary School, or Yovalde, Texas, or one of the other 187 uh, school shootings that have happened in the last decade. Oh, 187? Somebody correct me on that figure, which is much higher than that, right? But uh, anyhow, uh, if you're one of those victims from those school shootings, family members, you can go on the news, you can become an activist, you can put yourself into the public record, uh, but you have the right to be left alone. That's that's an invasion of privacy type issue, right of seclusion and privacy. Um, and and who takes advantage of these people? Who takes advantage of these people? What kind of sick sick person does that? Well, Alex Jones did clearly. In fact, he says he's 100 percent wrong. Of course, he didn't say it until. Uh, he was on trial and it might make a difference for him. Now he's going into some form of bankruptcy. And kids, let me just tell you something. One area of law that you have to be very, very careful about is, is filing for bankruptcy. When you file for bankruptcy, if you lie and they find out about it, it is prosecuted very aggressively. Um, Ellis Jones has a habit of not obeying his attorneys and not always hiring guys and gals who know exactly what they're doing because he goes through attorney so fast, mainly because a lot of them quit because he won't do what they say. He won't do what they say he needs to do. Uh, I suspect with this bankruptcy filing, there's more to come. Now, they've also tried to get hold of his emails, right, uh, for the January 6th committee. His emails are discoverable. I think he might have even told the January 6th committee they didn't exist. Um, so this guy may also be in trouble 10 other ways. Uh, he definitely told this court, right, that these things didn't exist. By the way, normally when your lawyer sends the wrong information over to the other lawyer, they're supposed to go through a procedure and do some things that may or may not be usable, et cetera. But here, all these things were requested in discovery. Jones claimed they didn't exist, didn't produce. He's already been fined millions of dollars for failing to do the discovery. Oh, yeah, it's just so unfair. His First Amendment rights are being violated. No, his First Amendment rights are not being violated. You've got to go through the discovery anyhow. And part of discovery is giving up the stuff you don't want the other side to see. That's just the way it works. Uh, what else do I know? I'm sure tax for one minute. 
Uh, we just found out that 500,000 new jobs were added in July. What does that mean? Well, we talked here before. Are we in a recession or not in a recession? Uh, two quarters of down GDP is part of being in a recession. Adding half a million jobs in, in, a, in a month is not, which is why Jerome Powell agrees with me. We're not in a recession yet. Um, I think it's best said we're in a bad place. The economy has mixed indicators yet to be determined. Um, Doug Mastriano still loves your uterus more than you do. That hasn't changed, uh, although he started to change his rhetoric a little bit. And, of course, people are pointing out, you know, he doesn't have the power to do this. Well, he has the power to sign the bill. So just like in Indiana, who just abandoned almost all abortions, it was the governor who had to sign the bill after the legislature passed it. So if Doug Mastriano says, oh, don't, you don't have to worry about me because, well, you know, you don't have to worry about me because I'm not, I don't have the power. Well, no, he has the power to sign or not sign whatever the legislature puts in front of him. So if a bare majority of the legislature were to try to ban abortion in Pennsylvania and Doug Mastriani was your governor, he would sign it. It's just simple. Um, you can't get away from that. Uh, I'm not going to belabor the point all night tonight. What I want you to take away from tonight's show is that the First Amendment right, applies to the government. So let's just discuss this in another context besides Alex Jones. Facebook comes to mind. Twitter comes to mind. Twitter is violating my First Amendment right by not letting me on. Twitter. I say Twitter in here. Congress. Congress. Carl, there's local governments too. 14th Amendment, incorporation clause, lower state government, local government, government. Cool. Let's just let's just take this word Congress. All right. All right. And let's call it government, government, government. Can I say it again? Government, government shall, government shall not, government shall not. Twitter, tw I don't see Twitter in there. I don't see Facebook. I don't see any private businesses in there. Now, if you go to California, you want to run up the Pruneyard decision and try to claim you have some First Amendment rights in California, move to California. If you like the laws in California better, move to California, right? And that we hear all the time. If you like the laws, you know, get, to, get out, go to New York State. Well, guess what? You have to say, if you want the First Amendment to read like a positive right, you know, kind of like a fascist communist doctrine, positive uh, rights instead of negative rights in the U.S. Constitution, the greatest invention ever, uh, then move to California and enjoy the California Constitution First Amendment protection. All right? That's my advice to you. Because, again, the First Amendment applies to government, government. So you can't complain that Twitter is denying you free speech. Now, you can say it's not fair and vote with your footprints and join Truth Social or join Gab. Uh, you know, Gab's got like an anti-Semite problem. Um, but maybe if enough uh, uh, Jews and non-prejudiced Gentiles join it, you can wash that stuff up. Of course, now Truth Social is not showing images and claiming so select content and, and, and ghosting people's stuff and not showing it, you know, ghost posting it, because um, they all do it. All these platforms, they have to. That said, um, if you think one of the platforms has a bent, get out from underneath it by leaving it. Uh, what's interesting, though, is uh, because I, I sit in the middle, right? I believe I'm in the middle. I'm a rhino. I'm a Republican in name only. I'm a Republican in the middle, reasonable, open. I think that abortion shouldn't be on demand at the drop of a hat anytime you want it for any reason you need it. 
Um, on the other hand, I think that abortion should be up to a woman and her doctor, and I'm going to trust the doctors and the women to mainly get it right um, with a minimal amount of government intrusion, intrusion, because as a conservative, I believe government intrusion is bad. Um, does that make me Republican in name only? I don't care. Uh, I'm a conservative. A lot of you are no longer conservatives. You are uh, populists. You have lost your ability to believe in free trade. You think sanctioning uh, trade is a good idea. You don't believe in a strong defense anymore. Oh, no, we need more money for the military, but we can't be anywhere else. Look, we're just going to put all the military weapons in the middle of America, and then when the war starts, we'll just uh, put them on that magic airplane that, that moves 10 billion pounds at once to get it all over there. That's what forward bases are for. That's why we have hundreds of bases around the world, kids. That's part of having a strong defense. So why would you be in favor of us pulling out of Afghanistan, really? Hey, that's the neocon in me. Uh-oh, sorry, no apologies. Um, but back to the First Amendment for one more, one more trip around. So remember this, Alex Jones is not entitled to a First Amendment defense. Therefore, he wasn't allowed to argue one. Alex Jones is not being impinged upon by the government. He's being impinged upon by people he said terrible things about who are the parents of dead kids. How do you say terrible things about him? Well, he didn't, he didn't say they have herpes, Carl. No, no. He just said that, well, they just made this all up and that they're liars, right? Calling someone a liar, saying that they lie is a form of defamation. That's pretty simple. In Texas, if you defame somebody, you are responsible for the damages. Texas, this isn't being done under, this, this part just like, boom, blows my head up, right? Oh, these liberals, 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 liberals. There are, how long, how long? Has Texas been under Republican control 30 years, right? Strong Republican Supreme Court, strong governorship, strong legislature. These are Texas's defamation laws. These are not California's or New York's or Connecticut's or Illinois's. You know, all those evil liberal states where half the country lives. Um, this is California. I'm sorry. This is Texas's. Texas's conservative. Texas's defamation law he's being sued under. If you don't like Texas's law, move to California where you like the First Amendment better, right? Get out of Texas, get out of Florida, get down to California where the First Amendment might have a different analysis. Although I suspect he could still be sued in California for this kind of uh, garbage anyhow. So again, and if you still think that Alex Jones is a legitimate source of news, ask yourself, should I, what does he have to do to make amends for what he did here? I guess you're going to go buy some more vitamins from him, uh, some more, some more uh, talismans from him to help him pay this off, right? Just as uh, our ex-president was asking for money to help sue CNN. He needs money to help sue CNN. He's sitting on over $100 million in packs that he can use that he's collected from you guys already, but he needs your, your money. It's starting to sound like George Carlin on God to me. You know, these guys are you know, the greatest business people in the history of the world. They're sitting on piles of money. But they just need $25 from you to help take on CNN. All right, guys. God bless you. Have a good night. Uh, just remember, Alex Jones, piece of trash. Alex Jones defamed the Sandy Hook families. And if, in fact, there is a hell and you go there, you will meet Alex Jones there. Have a good night.